Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. So today we are on the, uh, I think this is our fourth aspect of um, the me, me equaling Jesus. We are on in the fourth month of discipleship. We are in the month of me, which equals Jesus. Me is not us, me is Jesus. Um, And one thing I wanna say to you guys before we start, I want you to be really intentional about relationships this week. Be really intentional about the relationships you have in your life. People that um, God has blessed you to be in relationship with, call people this week, check in on people this week. Um, Those who um, God has surrounded us with, you know, sometimes um, I think that we, we can take it for granted, especially when we have the ability to gather two times a week or however, but there are those who, um, who don't have um, people to connect with, but not only that, like, for instance, this morning, I, I, I called my godbrother who I hadn't spoken to in a while. And I told him, you know, we're in such a place. And I think that we have to be intentional about relationships, because sometimes when we know, even when we know a relationship is good, we can take it for granted. And, and we can kind of, you know, just, um, you know, just keep going with the, oh, you know, I know we're good and talk to you in a couple of months or talk to you here or talk to you there. Um, but we don't know where people are right now. You know, we may know where people are physically, but we do not know where people are emotionally and spiritually. And we can really get real, right, where we are in um, this place where we're called to be sheltered in. Some of us can use this as such a time of, of, um, of um, where we're drawn in, we can become recluse. And we can forget that there are people who, are still in need of conversation and community. But then there may be some people that you just haven't connected with in a while that God may drop in your heart. Don't don't let that go. Don't let that slip from your spirit or your mind. Just reach out. Even if it's just a text to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. How are you doing right now in this hour? How are you and your family? How are things going? Just don't take it for granted, you know? We, we, it can feel like because we're in our own space that we're in an island, but we're not. There's still a world that, are, that, is, that is moving. There's still people in the world that just need uplifting and encouragement. So let, let's be intentional about that this week, okay? So that's, that's gonna be something I just wanna put out there um, to be intentional um, about that. Because sometimes we can think a relationship is, is so good and not know that someone you know has been missing you. There are people who have been missing your presence in their lives. I know it. Like there are people who have been missing, and not in some you know, not in what I'm not saying is missing your you, you physically being able to connect or physically being able to hang out. They miss your presence. What you bring, the God in you, the person you are. The, the joy, the, the peace, the kindness, um, and sometimes just the, 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 the realness, you know? People are missing that and they need it in this hour. As God is really awakening the church, you, you gotta also understand he is awakening the world. 
And so if we are not on post to receive them, right, and we're not intentional about being in position for those, because look, I have friends that are not, I'm a pastor, but I have friends that are not followers of Jesus. That in this hour, they, they are like, I, I got to talk to you. What you doing? What, what's, you know, we're having conversation and it, it, it's not God centered, but they know my stance. They know who I am. So what I know they're saying is I need your presence and who you are and who you serve in this hour in my life. They don't have to say it. I know it. So understand that we have such an opportunity to be light, right? The, the when the Bible talks about in, 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 in Matthew, um, five uh when it starts talking about when god is is preaching from the right the beatitudes it talks about being a city you know on a hill for the world to see um but what i love is in the message version it says that we are to be like this open house and generous that we're supposed to be generous that a, a place for people to come into and so often we have been um not as generous as we should be we get so excited about what God is doing in us or where we go. And we'll literally, we'll say in our mind, well, I don't, I don't want that person to come in and mess it up. Or I don't know if they're ready for it yet. You weren't ready for it when you got it. You weren't ready when you got it. I wasn't ready when I got it, right? So we have to be in position to be open because people want, want it now. People want it. They don't even really know what it is, but you have the key to life, which is God. So let's just be intentional. When I'm not talking about you calling people to witness. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about you calling people to preach your message. It's not what I'm saying. Show up and just be a presence in their lives. Don't call and try to be deep. Hey, how you doing? Thinking about you. What's going on? How are you doing? Just, just stay there. Because, you know, I love, I love y'all, but I know some of y'all deep. We don't need deep. They don't need deep right now. They just need someone to call, right? The spirit of God is deep enough. Some of us don't realize that. God's spirit and his power is deep enough that do you know a hello can draw somebody to him? Just a hello. Just the fact that you thought of me. Wow. Why did you think of me? Well, you know what? I was praying and God dropped you in my spirit. Wow. And that, right? That starts something. All right. Let's get to the word. So in the month of me, um, we, we did part one and part two of making sure that we don't stop Jesus's di direction when we don't understand. You remember that? Are you guys, some, some of you look like you froze. This whole screen just looked like it froze. I'm gonna, let me make sure, I wanna make sure. There, Wait, she, is. there she is. She back? She's back, she's yep. muted. I don't know what happened. It just kicked me out of my own Zoom. <laughs> I was like, everyone, <laughs> So all y'all frozen. I was like, why is everybody frozen? And then I was okay. So we I'm are talking for a second. I said, I know about death. Y'all thought I got raptured, and then y'all were like, oh shoot, we're still here. Okay. 
oh no, she's gone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, everybody still on? Everybody still on? Okay, we're yes. good. So, we are, okay. So, that was very weird. Did it mess up your recording? No, it's actually still recording. So, we're good. Okay, so we are continuing. So, we were talking about making sure that we don't stop Jesus from directing when we don't understand. Okay, so today, on the top of your notes, make sure we are not. Remember, that is always the, the top. This one is not going to mess y'all up today. It's going to be very easy and grammatically correct. So nobody will have to, you know, raise your hand or, you know, want to tell me what I should be saying. <laughs> so this today, make sure we are not resting in self, but resting in God. Okay, we want to make sure that we are not resting in self but resting in god this is very very important especially for where we are right now okay and so let's let's define what resting is okay before we we get into the meat of this i want to give us some context and some some definition so number one resting is to cease work or movement to relax and refresh oneself, okay? To cease work or movement, to relax and to refresh oneself, okay? That is one definition of rest. Another definition, to be placed or supported so as to stay in a specific position, okay? So to be placed or supported so as to stay in a specific position. So if we think about in that context of the definition, you know, we, um, um, like for instance, let's say you are sweeping and when you go to get the, um, why can't I think of the word, the dustpan, what we usually do is we will rest the broom somewhere. Right before we put it back up, we rest the broom. So we put it in a specific position, right? We place it, but we make sure that it's supported so that it doesn't slide, right, or fall while we're getting the dustpan because we still need the broom, right, to, to sweep up the debris. And so that's kind of a picture of what that resting looks like. So putting, putting something in a place where it is supported so it does not slide or fall. What you have to realize is that is what God is to us. And so what God's desire is, is to put us, to place us in the position that he becomes the support. If you are resting and being supported by God, then it eliminates you from sliding or falling. So I can say this. If you are sliding or falling, you are probably not rested, supported, positioned, and placed in God or on God, okay? When we look at the first definition, there is a time when you have to stop trying to work things and allow God to refresh you and the only way to do that is in a posture of relaxing. Now, I think a lot of times society has made relax to look like or seem like lazy. 
And so a lot of us like, oh no, if I'm, you know, if I relax and you know, I'm not, and I gotta be productive and I'm not, you know, I gotta move, I gotta keep moving, I gotta, okay. But relaxing and refreshing go hand in hand. So it's not that I'm not talking about a um, going. I'm, I'm not talking about just sleep your life away, right? Because we all have these ideas of what relaxes to us, right? So when we talk, when people talk about self care and like go relax, that's a, a different thing than what I'm talking about. What I'm saying here, and in this relax is. Um, uh, be still and know that he is God. <laughs> Take a beat, chill out. He's got this. And what he needs you to do is to still yourself, relax yourself, calm yourself. Take off the, 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 um, the mindset that you got to make this work and allow him to refresh you because when God refreshes you, he restores you to then go back and do what he needs to be done, not what you think needs to be done. Okay. Then the third definition is this. Resting is this. It's a place of hope, trust, and confidence. So when we're talking about resting in God, what we're saying is, is that resting in God is to hope, trust, and have confidence in him. A lot of times people are like, I don't know what that means when you say um, rest, rest in God. Hope, trust, and confidence, right? This is another aspect of resting in God. So there is the being positioned on and in God so that you are supported by him, so that you don't slide and you don't fall. Then there is being there the place of taking off your Superman and Superwoman cape and allowing him to refresh you, to place in you what he wants you to do and not you taking on, right, the, the weight of things that he never asked you to take on. And then third, it's this hope and this trust and this confidence that only comes when he's continuously refreshing us because we're continually going to him for rest. See, rest in God is continuous. It's not a one time or one one day a week thing. It is something we should be, it should be a life, a life of resting in him. And then finally, it means to remain. So it's a place that we want to remain in God. The rest of God, you know, um, it says that he, 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 he causes us to come into rest so that he can restore our soul. The soul cannot be restored unless it is in a place of rest. Okay, so let's look at some scripture today to, about resting in self, making sure we're not resting in self, but resting in God. So I want to start with Exodus 32. Malcolm, are you able to read for us today? Okay, I'm gonna unmute you. You're unmuted. Yep. And Exodus 2, we are actually going to read until, I want you to read from verses one to verse, let me see, to verse, um, okay, I'm in one through nine. Hold on one second. So we're going Exodus 32, 
one through, I'm sorry, one through eight. Whenever you're ready. He's gonna read out of the NIV version. And then I'm gonna read it out of the message. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them, take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day, the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterward, they sat down to eat. Just to verse nine. Did you go to nine? No, I'm on six still. Okay, keep going. Mm -hmm. Afterward, they sat down and to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. Then the Lord said to Moses, go down because your people whom, brought, whom you brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have, you want me to go on to nine? Mm -hmm. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are stiff necked people. Now leave me, no, that's it. Yeah. So God said to Moses, I look at these people, what a stubborn, hard-headed people. So it's, um, so yes, last, yes, last night, Minister Tifei, when I was studying, um, ex this story was, I, like, I, I, I wasn't thinking about this at all. And then the Lord was like, think about the children of Israel. And all of a sudden I was like, Exodus 32. <laughs> and before I even read it, God began to speak. So I want to tell you first what he said. So he said, they couldn't find rest in me or my leadership for them. So when we look at this story, right, Moses has gone up to spend time with the Lord to receive instruction for the people that he is leading. Okay. Now, let's be clear. They have murmured and complained before. <laughs> this, is not, this is not new. This is not something new. Um, but they couldn't find rest while they were down there, right? They, 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 they felt as if they had nothing to support themselves on. They, they felt as if they, had, they couldn't find hope, they couldn't find trust, because for them, their trust and their hope really wasn't in God as much as it more was in Moses. Moses now, I can't see you, Moses. So they couldn't find rest not only in God, but now they can't find rest in, in their leadership, okay? And so here's some things else that God said. Number one, 
here are, here are the reasons why we lose rest, why we lose hope, why we lose the confidence, why we lose the trust, why we, have, we lose support of God. And Michelle, this is both physical and spiritual, yes, okay? Um, number one, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna say they, but you probably should write down we, okay? They think that God takes too long. We lose rest when we start to put God on a time frame. You know, we put God in a, on a timetable and when he does not work in our time, because he works in Kairos, <laughs> in time. See, we keep wanting God to work. We, we have these songs, he's an on-time God. And I understand the, I understand what they're saying. But we actually have a God who is in time. He's an in-time God, which means that he's always on time because he's a Kairos God, which is in time. But they thought he, that God was taking too long. Now, here's the thing. When God, in their mind, when God was taking too long, then they looked at the leader and said, and so is he. <laughs> Sometimes we think that the leadership is taking too long to make a decision or to do something or to lead, you know, to get us somewhere, right? But, but if the leadership, which the Bible says we follow those that follow Christ, right? Because here's the thing, all of you are in leadership in some way in your life. You lead your families, you may lead, you know, at your jobs, you may lead in ministry. I am looking at a bunch of leaders. I am talking to right now 27 leaders. You are a leader somewhere in your life. And there have been times when people may not have found rest in your leadership because they didn't understand that you were in the mountain with God getting instruction for everybody. Sometimes people just want you to make a decision immediately because they're ready to move before God's ready to move them. And a lot of times we've done that. We want to move and God's like, I'm not ready to move you yet because I haven't, I'm not done getting you to a place where you are so firmly founded in me that when it's time to move, when you can't find rest anywhere, you will find it in me. That you will automatically make sure that I am always your support, that your hope and your trust and your confidence remains in me because life is gonna bring some stuff your way. And if I am not your rest, you will be devoured. So number two, they don't trust my abilities. We sing songs that say he's able. And yet there are moments when we think that God doesn't have the ability to make something happen or do something or be something. Either he's a miracle working God or he's not. Either nothing's too hard for him or it's all too hard for him. We, we have to decide who he is. This goes back to last week when I said, when you don't know the character and the nature of God, you will, all, you will consistently be in a place of doubting how he's directing you. When you know his character, his nature, when you understand his love for us, then it, it should be easier to rest. See, it's hard to rest in something you don't know. And most of us are not finding rest because there are still things we don't know, but it is up to you to find out. 
If you are in a relationship with someone, it's up to you to find out the things that you need to know about that person. It is not up to that person to, to just guess what you, he, he or she thinks you should know. It's up to you to investigate and, and figure things out and find things out. Okay, so we are in relationship with the Lord. So what you don't know about the Lord now is not anybody else's fault but your own. It's not a pastor's fault. It's not a leader's fault. Whatever you don't know now is your own fault because we all have the same book we can go to. We all have the same God we can pray to. We all have, you know what I'm saying? It is about discipline and a determination to know because you love him that much. You want to know him. Number three said this, because they can't see what I'm doing, they think I'm doing nothing. Now that one. Now here's the thing. God said all this to me before I even went back to the scripture. He said, when they can't see what I'm doing, they think I'm doing nothing. I'm going to be honest. I've been there before. <laughs> I can't see what you're doing. So you're probably not doing anything because I can't see it. Okay, well, who are you? <laughs> I mean, like, that's the big question. Who are we, right? That we question the God of the universe. It is when you can't see him doing it that he's doing the most. I actually don't wanna see him doing it because when my eyes get on it, there's the potential for, my, for the rest of me to mess it up. If I'm a part of the, what he, if, if I'm in the middle of the doing, I will mess up what gets done. And God is saying, I need you to let me do it so that what I bring to you is, is already done. <laughs> it's done. You know, the reason why, the, have you ever, um, I love souffles. Most people mess up souffles because they go to check too early and then it, then it falls, right? It's like a science to make a souffle. But a lot of times, you know, when you're baking, most of us will keep opening the, the oven to check and see. That's how we do with God. And God's like, it's not done yet. And guess, guess what? God's like, guess what? There's a light. You could just use the light. You don't have to keep opening it. Just use the light. My word is a light unto your feet and a lamp. Just use the light. If you really want to see that some of what I'm doing, use the light. Because I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Use the light. Stop opening prematurely. Stop trying to look in. Stop trying to check on me. Check it on God. Because that's what we're doing. I want to check on you, see how you're doing this. Make sure you're doing it the way I need you to do it. Is this right? Are you doing this right, Lord? Let me check. And he said, but because you can't see what I'm doing, you think I'm doing nothing. I neither slumber nor sleep, says the word. So here's the thing. When you're sleeping, I'm doing things. Do you know that when you're sleeping, I'm fighting off demons and, 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 and warfare? While you're sleeping, there are angels fighting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm warding off attacks on your life. I'm making sure I'm, I'm making sure you're breathing because you know you ain't doing that on your own <laughs> i'm making sure you know that you don't have any respiratory failure 
I'm making sure that th those aches and pains that you got during the day don't overtake you while you sleep. I'm making sure that when you wake up, you can see. Oh, I'm doing a lot of things. It just may not be what you want me to do right now, but exactly what you need me to be doing. I'm sustaining you right now. So you keep looking for this big stuff down the road. You're here. I must be doing something. But when we can't see what he's doing, we have this, this mindset that he must not be doing anything for me. Because you know why? We keep our eyes on all of those that we think something is happening for. Well, I keep, you're doing it over there and I'm doing it right here too. I'm, 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 I'm omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. I'm all, I'm everywhere, all powerful, all knowing. So do you know that while I'm doing something there, I'm doing something here right now? <laughs> and so this, not resting in God causes you to lose sight of him. And once you lose sight of God, you will either become your own God or make yourself a God to follow. Not resting in God causes you to lose sight of him. And once you lose sight of God, you will either become your own God or make yourself a God to follow. So your work becomes your God. Your abilities become your God. Your gifts and your talent become your God. Even the vision God gave you becomes your God. It's the idols of life that we create. Because I can't see you doing something, I guess I'm supposed to be doing something. See, we always play that game. Well, what am I supposed to be doing? What do you tell you to do? Nothing. Do that. <laughs> do that. If he didn't tell you to do anything, why are you doing something? Because the world says, Productive people do. Successes keep doing, keep moving, keep. Okay. Let's go to Matthew eleven twenty-eight, Malcolm. Unmute yourself for me, Malcolm. It's not letting me. Thank you. So Matthew eleven twenty eight. We're talking about making sure that we're re not resting in self, but resting in God, right? You ready, Michael? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Matthew, tw uh, Matthew 11, 11, 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Read it one more time. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Okay, I want to read it out of the message. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Mm -hmm. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me 
and work with me. Watch how I do it. Mm. Come on now. So let's 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 go through this scripture. So come is the same. Uh, it denotes the same kind of come from our theme scripture, Mark four nineteen, right? Which is this excitement to come forward, come come to where I am, right? So God is is once again excitedly wooing us, calling us to come to this place, right? He is excited, just as excited as he was about the disciples coming to follow him. He is, it's this excitedness. It's like this person wooing you to come because they got something really, 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 really good for you, right? It says, come to me all who are weary, fatigued, those who've been laboring until they're worn out. Anybody? Anyone? Okay. It says, the weary and burdened, I love this, the people who are loading up things and causing themselves to be weighed down. See, you're loading things up, right? Like, like you, you're putting stuff in the bag because you're so strong and you, you can do it. <laughs> you're like, I, I can carry this, I can take this, I can, I can take all this. But you're causing yourself to be weighed down. It says, those people, he will give rest to. It's this, he gives permission for you to take ease. Ooh, I love it. Gives permission for you to take ease. So here's what I want you to write down. You cannot work through when you are burnt out. You cannot work through, I'm going to explain it when you are burnt out. There are things that God needs us to work through, but we can't even do it because we are so burned out. We are over, we have weighed ourselves down with so many things that are not ours. We have weighed ourselves down with things that people have said about us, have labeled us. Um, we are weighed down with, um, you know, there are some people who are, are heads of families that are feeling way down right now. We, we can get way down with responsibility, but sometimes what we are doing is we are weighing ourselves down more because at the end of the day, God is the authority even over your family. So the question is, what is the authority telling you to do in regards to your family? Because if he's saying that, he says this, his yoke is easy and his burden is light, God's yoke, then if it is not easy and it is not light, then the question is, who are you yoked with? If his burden is easy and light, right? Then it says, that's what it says in my Bible. I don't know. I don't know about your Bible, but mine says it's easy and light. If it is not easy right now and it is not light, who are you yoked up with? Take my yoke upon you because my burden is easy and light. Who, who are you yoked up with, right? Or have you put yourself in position of the God of your house, the God of your life? And I'm not, this, this is for all of us, married, single, this is just about us as people. Many of us are playing God right now even in this season 
we're trying to determine how we should be moving, what I should be doing. Like we're doing all the stuff. Well, okay, I'm, I'm taking these scriptures, but how should I be doing it? No, Father, what do I need to be doing right now? Father, what I got today, how should I be applying this to my life and my family? Okay, Father, I, I'm, feel, I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling weighed down. So what have I yoked myself to, right? Because I started by saying we're in a time of reevaluation, remove, reset. There are a lot of things you need to remove. And so the things that God wants to work through you in this hour, you can't work through because you're burnt, you're burnt, you're burned out. And so you'll feel a disconnection from God and it's not God that's disconnected. It is you that has disconnected yourself from him because you've put other idols in the way. And you will think it will, these things will fool you to believe that God is doing nothing right now. And he is doing probably the most in your life than you could ever imagine. You are just, too way down, too bogged down with your stuff and other people's stuff that you keep collecting along the way. Let me tell y'all something. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I am not immune to hurt because I'm a pastor. <laughs> Look, I just got hurt. I got really hurt a couple weeks ago. Really hurt. But let me tell you what I'm not going to do. What I refuse to do is carry that further than the moment it happened. Because guess what? I have to be in a place of freedom to do this. And here's what it doesn't mean. Guess what I did? I expressed my hurt to the person. And I love you, but I have to be real with what happened. What Okay, now let's have a conversation. We had the conversation and I move forward because I cannot, I don't have time to take someone else's burden into my next day. So I had to work through because I had to get over because we're overcomers, right? I have to go over into a new day, not holding on to what happened in that day. He said, this is the only day you got daily bread. This is the only day I have. I, the, tomorrow is not promised. So God said, I need you to work through this. You are not in a place of burnout. You're in a place of hurt, but work through it because I need you to get over into the next day and be free tomorrow. And many of us can't get through because we are burnt out because we have weighed ourselves down with pressure and pain and trauma and people's ideas of who we are or what we think they think we are right and if you don't have the courage to have the conversation you will have the conversation in your head and you will not rest in god you will rest in confusion you will rest in torment you will rest in all of the negativity that your mind will create because your heart is hurt And this is not an hour where we cannot be in a place of freedom because God wants to 
to and draw us closer, but bring us into some new and great spaces and places in him so that when this, this natural disaster is over, we come out looking like we were in the refiner's fire. We need to look like some gold when we come out. Like I want to look, I want to look brand new. I do. I want to walk outside when this is over and someone go, what did you do? What was happening in what? <laughs> like this is this, I'm serious, but I'm not saying like I want the the um some of you all gonna laugh. I could be dating myself, but I literally I want the um uh time mac glow from the last dragon. That's what I want. Right? This was all he wanted to achieve was the glow. Think about that. No, seriously, think about that. He, the whole thing was him too. So there's this movie called The Last Dragon. This young guy, he uh, was training to be, he did karate. And, there, and, and the, 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 his sensei told him that, that there was this thing called the glow. Like when you came into complete alignment, think about it, complete alignment, complete alignment, the glow would happen, right? And it had nothing to do with his ability physically, it was all mental. When his mind, his body, his spirit, and his soul came into alignment, he would experience this glow. He thought it was gonna be in his abilities to move and how he was fighting and how he could, and this moment comes when everything in him centers and he is aligned and he glows. That's what I want when I walk out of this moment in life. I want my mind, my body, my spirit, and my soul to be so aligned in God. I want to be resting so heavily in God. I want to be fully supported that I don't fall, that I don't slip. I want to have such hope and trust and confidence and an assurance and a knowing. Not only is it well with my soul, but it is well in my world. I want to cease from thinking I got to work. I want to cease from thinking I got to do it all. I got to take it all on. I got to carry it all. And I want to be refreshed because I am, I am so relaxed. The peace of God, the peace of God is so guarding my heart and my mind that when I walk out of this house for the first time and get around some people that all they see is a glow. And they're like, what is that? This is not the last dragon. This is Jesus. I'm going to unmute y'all because y'all are clapping and I want to, we are, look. look. We are walking out of this with a glow. Amen. 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 And so really, I want everybody. Just come on, let's lift our hands for a minute and just Hallelujah. let's say, God, we just want to come out of here fully alive with you, fully resting in you. Woo! But we are supported for our hope and our confidence and our trust is, is firm. But God, we, we, we are not going to try to work this thing. But God, when we can't, when we can't see what we're, you're doing, we know you're doing something, you're doing everything. Yes, yes, and we want that the look of God. 
We want the glow of God. I'm muted this back. We want the glow of God. I do. I don't know about anybody else, but I want the glow of God. And so we cannot rest in self. We have to rest in God, y'all. It is imperative. As talented, as amazing, as beautiful, as determined, and as strong and capable as you are, it fails in comparison to his capability, his ability, his beauty, his majesty, his grace, his goodness, his faithfulness, his love, his mercy. It fails in comparison. I want all of that. I want to exchange anything I've ever thought I could be for everything that God is. Anything I ever thought I could be, I want to exchange it for all that he is. Anything, any ability I know I have, I'm giving it away back to the Lord right now. Because it, it means nothing if I am not in the rest of God. Because here's what, here's what would have changed the narrative. Forget about the fact that the children of Israel might have got somewhere faster. Think about how they would have gotten there. They would have gotten there with a trust and a hope and a confidence that they wouldn't have had to send spies to tell them what the land looked like. They would have already known it in their spirits before they ever saw it. See, the rest of God will cause you to see before you get there. <laughs> and it'll let you know that it's already okay. Even if there are giants, it's okay. Because there's fruit and there's land and there is goodness on, over there. Even when, you, right, even when you can see what the, let me tell you what the rest of God will give you. Insight into what the enemy has set up for you. If they could have just rested in God and stopped fearing what they what was ahead of them. See, some of us are still, we're we're too afraid of what's next. What, what's gonna happen next? Oh my God, when this is over, what's that gonna look like? And how am I gonna be with it? This is the moment to rest so that you get in right alignment with God. Cause I'm telling you, I want the glow of God. That that's it. That's what I want. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.